Hello everybody and welcome back to the Knockout Podcast Series 2 episode, is it 6? Maybe 7 I believe now? Who knows? It's an episode. Yeah, we're back for another episode. Of course, all you all you casuals will be in, you see McGregor, you want to pick the hottest the hottest podcast for MA analysis. Of course. And so we're here, welcome. The millions, of course, tuning around the world. We'll touch today on... 246, obviously, um, McGregor's return fight and all the other key talking points uh, behind that card. Uh, we're going to touch on a few confirmed fights that are coming up in the next few months or so, next few weeks and months, and then we'll look towards um, the UFC fight come on the weekend that's happening in North Carolina um, with a couple of, well, the co-main and the main are pretty, pretty tasty. Yeah. yeah, like that's like yeah, on that card, like Arnold Allen's on that card as well, uh, which is always a good laugh, good fun. Um, yeah, a bit of like, yeah, and then the yeah, the co-main and the main are fairly good fights. Like I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll start with the UFC two four six. We'll we'll mainly touch upon just the ones that we we looked at in the preview. So the first of them being, um, well, actually we won't talk about the other one we did preview, which was wasn't here was. Claudia Gadea yeah. versus uh, Grasso, which, Grasso, which I think didn't was it, happen. Was it Grasso missed weight? Yeah, Grasso That's missed weight. Yeah, and just, it was the commission have a rule that straw weights can't be more than three pounds apart in weight. Yeah, I think Claudia so Gadea said she'd take the tie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And then the commission didn't allow it, so it got. That's why it's a commission. Yeah, which. Shame, but. Yeah, it is a shame, but. Not in war. So, yeah, Steve Yusuf versus Andre Feely. Uh, was unanimous 29-28 all round really fun fight I thought it was yeah it was um, not quite the fireworks that I perhaps said. Um, I said it was going to be fight of the night but to be honest there wasn't a fight of the night which yeah there really, wasn't like, oh, I would have said that was in terms of awards but yeah <laughs> I said that was a really it was yeah it was between there. two there was, guys who were pretty evenly matched um, yeah and it. obviously what we saw in that fight was Yusuf was clearly more explosive Yes. The fights hit a lot harder, which was Feely struggled with, especially in round one. You'd see like they'd get into jabbing exchanges, yeah. and Feely would come off just by far on the worst end of the two. They'd both land. It was just that Yusuf was just a little beast. Yeah, he's <laughs> so, a lot of power. Um, so yeah, he struggled with that. And then Yusuf showed really good grappling in the second round as well, which he is yeah, on the ground um, when he when he. Did he take Feely down or was he taken down? I can't remember. I can't, yeah, I can't quite remember. I think he like... Regardless, he had yeah. about four minutes of ground control yeah. in, that, in that second round. Yeah, and he looked very, from, like, looked very slick. Like, he looked very good in that. And yeah. which and Yusuf did mention that in the post-fight. He does come from a jiu-jitsu gym, which he's Lloyd Irvin trained, which if you know anything about Lloyd Irvin, he's not a great guy, but hmm. we'll move on from that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he is obviously a phenomenal jiu-jitsu coach and Clearly, it's worked for Yusuf. Uh, but then the third round was, which is the one that Feely won on all the scorecards. Um, yeah. Feely like switched into Southpaw, and I don't really know. To be honest, it's just like like I threw, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I can't remember the fights fully, but <laughs> I remember the switch into Southpaw seemed to throw Yusuf massively, as well as Yusuf being looking a bit tired. Yeah, I remember reading an article beforehand, and um, Shaman Morantis who fought. Yusuf, I think, two, three fights ago. Yeah. I think he fought in Southport and caused Yusuf a lot of problems out of that. 
Right. So I don't, I don't know whether that was something that Feet perhaps could have gone to earlier. Yeah, he probably... But certainly, certainly in that third round. And he got a, got a few takedowns well. Yusuf, he looks like he'd been working on his um, ground game, but yeah. still still seems pretty uh, vulnerable to like a well-timed takedown. Although, yeah. although he did get up pretty quickly. Yeah, he did. Round. So he's got a lot of power to get back up. Yeah, he does. He's, like, he's clearly very explosive, unlike yeah. it. Yeah. But he's... Yeah, it was just... I think he did tire a little bit in the third. Yeah. It was like... Like, they're like, he's probably going to. He's like, he's that muscled that he... Yeah, he's going to be tough. Yeah, he had a sort of a four a second round, which was four minutes of just keeping feeding down yeah. and, you know, working pretty hard on the ground. So that's always going to tie you out. Yeah. But then I'd like to have seen when Feely... But, like, Feely probably could have switched or at least been switching earlier so he didn't need to go through like he fought the whole of the third round like pretty much out of southpaw yeah but if he was switching earlier i think that would have been more useful and especially he probably could have when he was southpaw gone to body kicks a bit more would have been helpful to tie out yusuf even more uh especially if he did that early he could have made the earlier rounds more competitive so but there we go it was a good fight anyway yeah i mean i think we but we said you know regardless of who wins they're both you know Guys, you've still got a lot of potential yeah, in this division. Um, I think we both think we both predicted Yusuf, but certainly Feely has shown in you know, previous fights that he's he's still a big threat. And yeah, it's like yeah, Feely like he doesn't lose that much from this. Like no. yeah, so it's not like he went out there and got absolutely smashed. No, exactly. it, it was competitive. It was good. So yeah, and for Yusuf, interesting to see next steps um, I wonder it will probably they, be a top 15 <coughs> opponent I, no, I, would, I would think a low ranking top 15 he did mention they mentioned on the commentary um, that, that, he, that he had talked about the weight and it's a pretty big cut for him now yeah. to run quite, I, I mean he's quite small even at the yeah, he, featherweight like yeah he's short and he's, I mean he's you know, probably a bigger guy true, than yeah. the average but still I think at lightweight you know, coming up against some of the guys there, you'd probably be four times So, yeah. I think certainly for the early parts of his, for the whole of this year, you know, still stick a featherweight trying yeah, to Yeah, he is like, he is get, a, get a top 15, you yeah. can start to sort of creep your way into the top 10 by the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. Gets a couple of good wins. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, it could be, well, it depends how active he is, obviously, but he could be, yeah, knocking on the door of the top five even by the end yeah. of the year. If he gets three more fights in, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Three more wins. Um, and then we'll move to a proud moment for the podcast. Roxanne Madafeo versus Macy Marber, the, uh, the our first our first tip of the podcast, which oh. came off. We said not to put it on the accumulator, but well, you could have done. You could have. Uh, yeah, Roxanne Madafeo, the massive six, six and a half, seven to one underdog, uh, came away with a uh, unanimous decision, a victory thirty twenty seven on all cards. I think there might be thirty twenty six on. I think there was. I think, uh, yeah. Versus, I think the third Mason round was Yeah, I'll come at that. Clearly, there's a there's an asterisk to this being the complete ACL tear that Macy Barber <laughs> sustained. A little bit. My At some point, um, either late in the first or in the second, it's, I think it's a bit unclear. Yeah. Um, so that's clearly a caveat to this win, and clearly she was um, very much limited in of offensive and defensive we're basically just trying to survive yeah, out there clearly. I, think, like, I think even at one point in the corner they asked whether she wanted to throw it but like whether she had enough and she just kept going so yeah. fair play to keep going I but. think like seeing what like seeing how she was at the end of the second or like even at the start of the third like 
I think at some point the corner probably should have stopped it for her. Like, there was one point, it was at the start of the third. Like, they were just clinched against the fence. And then maybe Macy Barber just dropped and, like, audibly screamed. Yeah. And you could hear it. Yeah. And it was like, at that point, to stop the fight. Like, what are you doing in there? Like, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, that was, like, I think at the very start of the third. And yeah. It was like, yeah, I remember. I and it's not like, Duke Rufus is generally fairly good at getting his fight. Is that like he... Like for Anthony Pettis, like, yeah, broke his, like um, he broke his hand against Ferguson and he was like, if you out. can't do what I need you to do out there, then there's no point in you fighting. Yeah. And so he's normally good at that, but just this time it was, I don't know. Um, yeah, if it's, it's, I think obviously it's something to do with he will go on the specific attitude of the fighter. Like he knows the fight as well. Yeah, and, and he knows that Macy Barber clearly seen. is a bit... She's not all not all there, I yeah. think it seems. She doesn't care, <laughs> which fair play. If, if you're going to be a fighter, it's somewhat of an asset. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know whether um, whether it would have particularly affected her, the, the extent of the injury. I think once it's torn off, she didn't need to take any of those blows yeah. that she was taking. Yeah. Um, but for Roxanne, had a very a good win. I mean, like we, we say that asterisk, but for the first... You know, for the first part of the first round, she'd taken her down. She was dominant. She, she, she won. Yeah, her grappling round, looked very good. Which um, I think was before she got the injury. So she was winning the fight up until Macy Ball got injured. So it was no means that Macy Ball was dominating and then yeah. slipped, got injured, and then the, the tie turned. So it's difficult to analyse because of the injury. Um, but yeah, a good win for Modafferi. Yeah, Modafferi looked like. Like her grappling. Like Modafferi has. She's been like around for so long but like she's always struggled and like basically will struggle is that she's not particularly like she's not very athletic like no. athletically gifted she just doesn't really have it which means that she's had to grow and be a smart fighter which like she has done and her grappling looked, looked very good it looked like it was interesting she was doing a lot of, a lot of cool yeah. things a lot of nice half guard passes and stuff it was yeah it was good fun but yeah it was obviously, it obviously comes with that big Big asterisk next to it, but I don't know. I, don't, I doubt she cares. <laughs> yeah, she won't care. Then, yeah. I doubt the people are bet on a carry, but no, so. they won't. They won't care. <laughs> For most of our, but it'll probably be. Well, I wonder whether she'll fight in twenty twenty. Um, uh, yeah, I doubt it. I mean, football. I know football and ACL. Tell you, looking at nine months. Yeah, and clearly that this is this is this is a full tear. And clearly, MMA is much more. Yeah, because you'd think that like it'd be nine months. If that's the like, if that's how long it takes to get back in football, then nine months. That that's should just be, running around. That's yeah. running. Your needs constantly. Exactly. So it should be like nine months at the least until she's training properly again, and yeah. then she's got to train, get back to a hundred percent. So yes. I think it'll be, it'll be a year. I, I am surprised if she fought again in twenty twenty. But shame. Um, but these things, these things, these things happen. Yeah, um, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's, we will. Move on to the main card. Um, Carlos Diego Ferreira versus Anthony Pettis. Um, a second round rear naked check submission for Ferreira. Really impressive performance. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just like. It was fairly like. It was kind of what I expected, to be honest. It was. It was. I'm going to call him CDF just because. Good. Who, wants to, <laughs> who wants to say Carlos Diego Ferreira all the time? Lots of times. So CDF just came out, put the pressure on, like it was expected he would do. If you watch the Tyson Mob fight, he just pressured yeah. him like relentlessly. And it was all way in. He like he like 
raised his lead leg and sort of like jumped in. It was. It was. I think that was bizarre. Like it was bizarre, and it was a game plan for. Yeah, but it's like, I think like that's what Nate Diaz did as well. It was like people have done that. Like Pettis is good at, like a lot of good kickers aren't. Like, it's difficult to kick moving backwards, which is why Edson Barbosa struggles a lot in his fights, is because people can just get him to move backwards, so he yeah. can't use his kicks effectively. Pettis yeah. is actually quite good at kicking whilst going backwards, so he can, like, land good leg kicks while, even whilst you're pressuring him back like that, which was what Nate Diaz and what CDF were using here. Um, which I think, like, of, like, the commentary team, obviously, they didn't pick up on. But, like, I think it was like, obviously a bit bizarre, but it's... It worked. It worked yeah. for both of them, clearly. So yeah, um, won the first round of them. Yeah, one one of the very few people to um, get get Pettis to the ground from a takedown and submit him, not out of you know landed 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 a big punch yeah. and then you know got a rear naked choke or something when yeah. when Pettis was sort of dazed and confused, you got him down and won it the was, battle. Yeah, the it was, and, and it was really strange. Impressive. It was like because it, it was because Pettis is Pettis has like. It's a weird skill set on the ground. It's like he's very good from guard and his escapes from the back. Like, he is one of the best people I've ever seen at escaping back control. It's yeah. crazy. Like, he did it against Charles Oliveira like six times. <laughs> and Charles Oliveira, everyone knows how many people get out Yeah. And like, yeah, like Anthony Pettis did it over and over. He escaped Nate Diaz's back control like two or three times as well. Like, Nate Diaz took his back and spent Pettis would just spin and end up in his guard. And he did it to Fahira once, I think, in the first round. Yeah. I think Fahira got his back and he ended up. And then Pettis like, grabbed the arm, took it over his head and spun into Fahira's guard. But So I think, like, and then Fahira made the adjustment that it was, that, because it wasn't a normal rear naked choke. It was a bit weird. Like, I think when it first yeah. got, like, I think when Bruce yeah, Buffer it, announced it. It didn't look like it was all the way in. Yeah, it, like, Bruce Buffer, I think, did announce it as a neck crank. Because that kind of looked like it looked a bit more like a neck crank. Because yeah. it was, he was on more his side than he was on his back. Yeah. It was like it was half mount, half back mount. So yeah, it was it was a bit weird, but it was like the guy, like he's got very good jujitsu. So it's like yeah. the squeeze that he can put on, even from like they're driving his shoulder into you and like that is fairly impressive. So. Yeah, it was it was just like a very good performance. It was yeah, good yeah. Um, interesting. I read um, words he'd said sort of after the after the um, fight, saying he didn't want a top fifteen fighter next. Really? Because he wanted to stay active. He thought might have a bit of a, so perhaps looking at coming back soon, um, and wanted to increase sort of his his profile in in Brazil and so like Brazil. And so perhaps um, interesting. Yeah, I, maybe, didn't see that. I don't know whether they've got a. Brazil card coming up in perhaps. They normally have one in around May time, but I don't know if he wants to get back quicker than that. I, I would imagine if you can get a top fifteen fighter if you wait until May. But perhaps if he's looking to, is, I think the, the thing was he wanted another quick turnaround, and perhaps yeah. doesn't think he's going to get that with a top fifteen opponent. So it'll be interesting to see who fights next. But seemingly, if he gets what he said in this interview, um, then, then yeah, he'll, he'll just yeah. find someone. Um, I think uh, Charles Oliveira and Kevin Lee, they're on the Brazil card. But I think that's... Yeah, I think they're on like a Brazil fight night. I might be wrong. Be yeah, so perhaps, perhaps he gets on there um, and then just raises his name and then fights. But certainly winning against Pettis on a card like this is going to rage. No, definitely. It was... 
yeah, like, as I said, coming in, like, when we did the podcast last week, this was one of the fights I was most excited for. Yeah. And one of the reasons was because I predicted, like, was favouring Zahara quite heavily, and I thought it'd be interesting to see where he goes after. And it turned out, as generally I thought it would. So, yeah, it's, I'd, yeah I'd like to see what he's, he's about. It's weird. He's he's one of those guys, I think, like, I don't think he'll be a champion. No. Like... I don't like. I don't think he'll get through like the Poriers or the Gaethys or the McGregors, like the really good strikers, and especially the really yeah. good counter strikers. I think he'll struggle with. But I think like he offers quite an interesting matchup for Khabib. Like realistically, with how well he pressures, so he's not yeah. gonna. Yeah, he's not gonna get pushed to the defend. Problem, the problem is getting there. Yeah, I think that that is like more like he offers an interesting fight for Khabib. I'm not like saying that he yeah. definitely win. Like I think it'd be. Certainly at first, he would be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that, but um, I think it'd be interesting. It could be a very good fight, and he could be Khabib. But yeah. I just don't think he'd ever like. I don't think he'd go through the murderer's row of lightweight to get yeah. to Khabib. I think he, he loses along the way. Yeah, and certainly Khabib sort of seems to suggest he's only looking at the fight maybe two or three more times. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. Which is sad. I want to see yeah. Khabib fight a lot more. Um, but. <laughs> but perhaps. Someone like Aya Quinta could be a good way into that. Yeah, that would be. I don't, I don't know whether Aya Quinta's got a fight now down, but uh, he's, no. some, he's someone who flew up the rankings with yeah. a Kevin Lee win <laughs> and sort of like was come crashing back down like, to earth. I don't want to say, like, I don't want to be unfair, but like after that Kevin Lee win, it was he just seemed a bit like a fish out of water in like yeah. the top five of lightweight. It's like Aya Quinta's a is a good fighter, but it's like. He's not. He, I don't think he belongs at the top five in like the toughest division no, in sports. No. So like that could be a way in if he's looking to. Yeah, I think like, someone who's got a bit of name behind it, but also probably winnable. Fight very, bit, yeah. very winnable. Yeah. Like I Quinton has never met a jab he didn't get hit by. So <laughs> I it's, think it's, so. This is, this is true. <laughs> um, and then for Pettis, he still carries a big name. I'm sure. Yeah. Get no, uh, this 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 is probably going to be his role now. Uh, I don't know whether he moves up to one seventy again. Uh, stays at one five five, but um, he's got a name attached, so I'm sure he'll be. Yeah. He, he might even. I feel like gatekeeper is a is he's not quite at that level yet. Yeah, he's a, but, he, yeah. but he but he but he could start to become sort of the marker for like you know top any any sort of like top fifteen. Um, yeah, it's like if you can beat Pettis, yeah. sort of sort, sort of sort of like how RDA is regarded in. The world's worst, but perhaps a bit less than that because yeah, an RDA, is enjoying it there. Yeah, but <laughs> um, Brian Keller versus Ody Osborne. Not going to touch on too much. Um, good win for Brian Keller. Yeah, it was. Um, Ody Osborne. I think came in as the the favorite in that. So I think he fought on Dana White's contenders. Something like that. Yeah, he seemed to have a lot of like the it was like because I had never heard of the guy to be honest. Um, and like the build, he must be like a school teacher or something. And <laughs> it was like. The build up like the pre like pre fight package that they put together was it was very strange going in. It was like he's a school teacher but he like just seems like he seems a bit crazy, yeah. but like there we go. I suppose it's worked so much for him. He was a favourite over a guy like who's like thirty like what, thirty something. Like, a lot of fights, basically. Yeah. And he was a favourite, so whatever. Yeah, Kelleher. Kelleher is like good but like Sadly, quite forgettable. I don't know. Like, yeah. I think I've seen Brian Kelleher fight quite a few times, but I can't name one. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't name many fights he's had. But yeah, that's, so that's sad. Maybe I'll pay more attention to Brian Kelleher yeah. in the future. <laughs> we'll keep more attention. Um, 
we are going to briefly touch on Alexia Olenek versus Marushki. We didn't preview it, but um, yeah, a, f- a, a weird fight. Um, Which, um, what Olenek fight isn't weird? <laughs> Murray Screen is. I didn't quite realize how big he was. He's he huge. is six massive, massive. Olenek <laughs> um, just. <laughs> For, for anyone who's never seen Olenek fight and didn't watch the fight, please go watch the fight. It is the, 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 such a weird style. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, the guy is fought. I think I think that was that. He, I think he's the only fighter to have got wins in four decades. Yeah, which is one of the nineties. He does look like an old man as well. Proper. Um, he's got a proper dad bod going on. Like, his record is like I think he got fought like eighty fights or something. Like <laughs> Seventy fights. It's, it's great. Um, he's fought a lot, <laughs> and he's and. Clearly, you know, your strength lies because he's got so many, I and mean, it's almost all those wins. Yeah, all missions. Um, he just he just comes out the gates and just these wild, languid, <laughs> overhand swings. Like not good striking. <laughs> Let's just um, say. And Maurice Green just didn't manage to get away from these big swings. Uh, yeah. uh, and it eventually pinned him up against the cage. And, and you've got a monster grip. So wouldn't you there? For the first round, he basically. Had him, I can't remember. Had him in a uh, chest compressor, I think. Yeah, and he was, and he he held him, put pressure on him. Yeah, for like a minute. (laughs) Maurice Green was just like, oh, this is awful. And uh, you can see (laughs) it in um, his training. And then, of course, he put all that effort into his, um, all that, you know, effort into the submission with his arms that he came out the second round. And he's he's like jelly. His (laughs) hands were even worse. If that's possible. They were. Managed to take him down again and got um, an impressive. Uh, it was an armbar. It was an yeah. So, yeah, Moshe Gator had it like, he had like his foot was like in the way, but then his foot sort of out the way and was only able to extend the armbar. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were fighting for the armbar for a long time as well. Yeah, good win for. Interesting. Olenek. It's weird, like, yeah, Olenek is very strong. The only thing I like can think to kind of describe Olenek is, is, do you know, like in strikers, you have good, like, technical strikers, like someone like Max Holloway, let's say. Yeah. He's like a good technical striker. Like everything he does is fairly like technical, and then you've got Jeremy Stevens, who's like just a—he's not very technical. He's just a marauding, yeah. power hitting knockout artist. Yeah. Like you've like also got that in grappling, I think, and like that is that is what Olenek is. Like Olenek yeah. is Jeremy Stevens, but for grappling, he's just like a home run hitter, but in a grappling sense, if you kind of understand yeah. it. Like I get like Fabricio Vadum was like called about and said, "I want to fight you." Like yes. I think Vadum would fit like. Do fit like will have considerably better jujitsu, but yeah. it's just that yeah, Olenek's yeah. squeeze and his like instinct for submissions is just so good that it just allows him to crank on people, even if it's like technically not at the level of some of the other guys that he competes. With. Yeah, um, I mean, Vadimir is um, suspension uh, lifted or not lifted, but like his, the sentence was brought down. I yeah, think that something was like that. the Volker fight, which is a couple of years ago now. So. I think, I think he, might, he might be coming back in the coming months or so. So yeah. that seems like a fight. Maurice Green. Um, <laughs> I think give him give him Stefan Street. That's absolutely <laughs> seven foot Watson and like oh, beast. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to see. Maurice Green versus Stefan Street. Um, yeah, but yeah, going back to like for Doom and Linick, um, I don't know. I think Doom probably has his way with him if it's any win. <laughs> if it's anything yeah, like I mean, he's, he's better than him on the feet. Depends, depends what the ground has done with him, but it's not like Linick is going to come out the gate and catch him with a massive. Yeah, you know, flying, flying right hook. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens here, but <laughs> that'll be a fun one watch. It'll be interesting um, at least. They'll grapple. Hopefully, it won't just be for doom. Yeah. Keep it standing, and then yeah. like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now 
we're going to get to the big fight on the card. This is what everyone has come here to hear about. We've <laughs> been waiting with bated breath. The fight. I think the fight of the, the fight of the twenty twenty. So probably. Probably. Uh, I mean, well, there's only one fight card. Raquel Pennington. How long do we want to keep going? Words, words fail me. All I'll say is, Holly Home. Yeah, nice to get a win. Raquel Pennington. Don't really care, and that's to be honest, the most important. Yeah. <laughs> it was. If you didn't watch it, don't bother watching it. <laughs> if you can imagine. Just imagine me and Jack next to a cage, just giving each other a hug for 15 minutes and occasionally throwing a knee, and then one of us winning. Then that was basically that was it. that was what happened. It and, was, and we will not. I mean, like, yeah, I. It's one of the least memorable fights I've ever watched. To the point that I can't even be sure that I did watch it. Yeah, I think I don't know like it was. It was poor. It was poor booking. Like. It was always going to be a boring yeah, fight. There's a reason we didn't preview it. Yeah. There's a reason that if you watch like any like MMA podcasting, no one previewed it because yeah. no one cared because it was never going to be a good fight and there was no reason that it should have been a co-main event. And that's about that. Yeah, right. We'll move on swiftly uh, to the main event, which um, may have may have gone on for. Um, 14 minutes less was infinitely more entertaining <laughs> than of course. the co-main event. Uh, Conor McGregor getting the TKO versus Dom Serrani after 40 seconds to seconds. mark his first win since 2016 and a good return to uh, to the Oxcom. Thoughts? Um, obviously, it was. I would have liked it to have gone longer. Like there is always yeah, like, yeah. I think everyone thinks that though. It's like. Obviously, it was very impressive, and he absolutely annihilated Yeah, Cowboy. he certainly didn't land a single shot. Yeah. I mean, at 40 seconds, not big sample size, yeah. but you'd expect even within 40 seconds, there's an answer. Yeah, but it's just like, when you go, when, when like, Connor's been out of action for so long, and clearly has, and like, hasn't had a win in so long, you want to, like, like, you have questions, like, questions about, like, just overall sharpness, and just, like, yeah, like, it didn't. They didn't really get answered. Like you never, you didn't see him under any, like any fire. Really, Cowboy yeah. threw a head kick that got blocked, and that was like essentially the only thing he did. And it was like you didn't see how he how he would cope under fire. You didn't see how he would deal with like yeah a lot of kicks at range, or you didn't see yeah, how he would take down. We mentioned there was um, footage of him with his hands like a lot more high up, and he was standing a lot more square on in training. We didn't really get to see. Because he sort of yeah, came out the gate, yeah. went for that. I think he was going for like a Mazadal-esque. Basically. Second knockout. <laughs> really and these Really, um, I've never seen it before, sort of the jumping Yeah, it's like shoulder. a lot of people do them, but like that's the most effective. Like Nick Diaz used to do them, John Jones has used them. Yeah, I've seen John Jones, but yeah, never seen But like them. never to that effect. <laughs> yeah, that was Pat Pounder. Clearly land, landed that flush head kick and finish one. So yeah, he did, didn't, 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 didn't get to see sort of whether it was whether he was sort of whether he was boxing out of a new style or anything like that, uh, yeah, it so was a shame because we didn't get to see. You know, even if even if you've got sort of a late first round knockout, you at least have four yeah. minutes where you could say, "Oh, this is this is what he's yeah, done like, to you change see, his stance or is how he's boxing or how he's defending." The whole fight was just essentially a manic rush from start to finish. Yeah. Like whereas, like that's not how normal fights are. Like normally, it's like a bit of a rush at the start. And then it will slow down, everyone will calm down a bit, and then you'll see them actually get into 
like more of a normal fight <laughs> if like that makes sense yeah and you, but you never got to see it like settle down like that which is a bit of a shame but it was obviously still very impressive like he knocked out Donald Cerrone the quickest he's ever been finished I think so yeah first person which, to hold TKO's or KO's at three weight divisions which that's not true um, <laughs> I, like I, yeah I, 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 I saw that because um, clearly he knew that going in because yeah he I think he did he say but I think he added the caveat in the cage. He said first person to do it at featherweight, lightweight, and welterweight, oh, which is okay. true. Okay. But then I think people kind of ran with it and just said, yeah, first three in any divisions. But both Vitor Belfort and Jared Cannonier have done it. They did it at heavyweight, yeah, yeah. light heavyweight, and middleweight. I can't remember Cannonier was a heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but yeah. No, and Vitor Belfort. No, that, is, that is true. Yeah, so I, I, that, now, now I think about it, he did say specifically... Those three way divisions. Yeah, so, but then I think people kind of just yeah, well, I mean, forgot I, about I that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, um, good win for him, um, Cerrone. Yeah, what can be said? It was unfortunate. I think, I think, I think for a lot of people who probably didn't know of him before he came in, just because McGregor fighting got yeah. like got the quite wrong. Sad. Like yeah. it, 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 it sort of almost looked like. Um, like when when a when a boxer comes off, uh, like like when 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 Fury came off, those like that two year layoff and fought yeah. proper journeyman. <laughs> people people unfortunately will probably who don't know too much will draw conclusions, and that's a shame because he deserves. He is a more like that. obviously a fantastic fight, like an all time legend, probably the best fighter to never hold a belt. I would say, like yeah. I think, like I realistically, think he, he's I got. It's a good claim. Yeah, he's got like the records he holds are insane. So like, no, no disrespect, no one disrespect. No, it's um, a warning. Yeah, <laughs> that a warning. Uh, yeah, for him next, I'm not sure, but he's he's he, he some said, time off. He said it. Yeah, hopefully take some time off. He's gonna probably earn to yeah, a nice bit of money. So take a bit of time off. He's clearly now be TKO by Ferguson, KO by Gaethje, TKO now. So that's three big knockouts. Yeah. Take some time off. Um, yeah, his body's been through so much abuse. It's like, yeah, did you see? There was like an infographic out before the fight. Yeah, it's I like, saw that on the ESPN. All the like... injuries he's had, not through fighting. Basically, it was like, not through. Like he he's taken like three lifetimes worth of damage. It, when you don't even consider the fact that he's a professional yeah, fighter, it's, add it's, in the damage from being a professional fighter, and that man is. It's yeah, been more, through. Worrying to think the state he's yeah. going to be in when he's old. So, yeah. To be honest, like, I'd be happy if he called it a day. Like, like, self from a from a selfish point of view, I'd love to see him fight again. Yeah. Like, I love watching his fights, but like, he just made the biggest payday of his life. He's now got a child. He's he's getting on. Yeah. He's like, like I think you know, there's probably three not. Maybe 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 have one last fight and go out and go out and win. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know. He's got he's got nothing more through, but you know. He's I don't think fine. he will. No, I, I think, think, he, I think, think he, he really just, like he's just the one that really just does love fighting. It's like that's it. I'm sure. I mean, he's not quite getting to um, you know, the phase where um, he can't like he can compete in the yeah, top fifteen. Exactly. It's like I like I'd like if he retired, I wouldn't be like broken up about. I think yeah, that's probably a good call maybe. But like I don't think there's like there's not calls for like I don't think like definitely he should retire. I think he can carry on fighting and. I don't like. I don't know. It's his decision, and I think that he's definitely going to fight again. Obviously, he will. It's Donald Cerrone. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's not quite reached like BJ Penn level. Yeah, that needs needs to, needs to retire. Needs to retire. Um, but 
yeah, I, I don't think he should spend too much more time in. Um, for McGregor, um, don't know, to be honest, what, where, where he goes from here. He clearly um, said, you know, mentioned Masvidal um, post-fight. Masvidal mentioned him. John Kavanaugh said that he wanted McGregor to stay at 170. Yeah, um, but then I've seen Dana White saying that Khabib Connor is the, the one to make, which he talks about is not great given he's not forced yeah. out of the weight. Yeah, um, you know, and in fact, um, Masvidal said said live he wanted McGregor, but then a couple of days, I think maybe yesterday, yeah, they right. said that he wants to said that Usman now seemed the logical one rather than McGregor. Yeah, so but, all signs point to Khabib McGregor too. Which uh, I don't know. Which I like not. Which like as a fight, like I I'm I'm not gonna like not watch, but I'm like I'm still gonna watch the fight. It's still be a good fight. I always think about that. Like when I whenever I criticize a fight, it's like I'm still gonna watch. I'm it. never like I'm never coming from a place of I'm not gonna watch that because I watch most fights. I watch yeah. basically every I fight. It's like home yeah. Out. I think I'll watch Khabib McGregor. Yeah, it's just that, like it's not optimal in a sense. It's like yeah. I'll obviously watch it. So, but it's, I would prefer at this point, like, I think, I think Usman, is he injured? I don't know. I think he's out yeah, for a Yeah, I saw, bit. I saw someone mention that he had another fight, uh, another injury, and someone said McGregor Mazda for the interim belt. I don't, don't put an interim belt on that. <laughs> just like, just do, I like, I would say if Usman's out for a little bit, Woodley and Edwards are fighting. Yeah. Whoever wins that could be, well, he's probably, his number one contender, basically. Um, and then, do McGregor Masvidal in like the meantime, and then if McGregor wins, if if McGregor wins, that's insane. You can give McGregor a title shot at one seventy now, which is almost a dream for them. Like yeah. they'd be so happy with that. I don't know why they wouldn't want to do that. I mean, he'd lose, but yeah, I, I think he'd just get wrestled, and it's like he wouldn't lose. I don't think he'd lose any stuff. I don't from, know why Dana White is so like, reluctant I, I, I to do it. Yeah, McGregor could be quite easy. You know, he's a big fight, but like. McGregor Mazdal. Ma- Mazdal was like one of the hottest properties in MMA at the minute. Yeah. McGregor's the biggest name. They both they both were keen to fight. You know, you, you either you either get McGregor beats Mazdal, which is a huge win, and then they and then you can legitimately say, fine, you fight Usman because you beat yeah. the big guy. I th- that would could but, make Connor I mean, the number one contender at Welterweight. Well, how is that not just what they want or to give McGregor the third belt? Yeah. Like possibly, and then not. and then if Mazda wins, lose, which but... I think he would do, you then you then cemented this guy who's had the fight yeah. since 2019 and has beaten the biggest guy in the yeah. Sport. It's I like don't know what I don't think Connor loses that much from it. Like even if Connor loses to Masvidal, it's like maybe you can't do the Khabib fight straight away. But right. it's not like I don't think Connor loses that much. The guy like you've already been putting out there for months that oh he's going to lose because Masvidal is so much bigger to him. So that's already the excuse for after the fight if he loses. Yeah. It's like he doesn't lose that much from actually losing. So it's like that's the thing. I think it's the thing that makes the most sense. It's like, and it doesn't give Connor another unwarranted title shot. It like, I don't know. So yeah, I think I think yeah, McGregor Masvidal is what I want, and then it see what happens there. Yeah, and yeah, see what happens. Um, but yeah, um, you touched upon. Tyrone Woodley versus oh, yeah. Ryan Edwards. Um, we'll move on to that. That was confirmed for UFC London. I presume it'll headline. There's not. There's, there's not been any talk about. I don't imagine. Until we, actually, 
I don't Tails injured. I thought. Is he injured? Yeah. I think Tilham Manson was being. Um, oh, there's been a lot. Been, it's been weird with like surrounding Darren Till because it was Tilham Manson was like, like I heard was like nearly close to being finalised, and then Dana White came out and says, "We're making a fight for Till. It's not Hermanson. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, didn't oh, yeah. say anything yeah, else. No, and then after Whitaker. Yeah, dropped yeah, out. Literally looking at no against Cannonier. Yeah, and yeah, after Whitaker got injured, Darren Till was like heavily, heavily favoured to fill in, and Darren Till was like, Till but Till made it seem like he was ready, and then the next day, essentially, it was like, oh, Till's hurt his foot or his ankle or whatever. Yeah, his ankle. Yeah, I'm just looking at now. So it's like so. no Till. <laughs> so I don't know. So yeah, no Till. So. Woodley and Edwards has to be the main event. I mean, that, that is that is. You're not going to get a better fight. Being the main event, yeah, oh, yeah it's a great fight. One of the longest unbeaten streaks in MMA. Great, and Woodley is a huge <laughs> name in the world division. And I say that is probably a number one contenders fight for. Oh yeah, I think like that, or it's like obviously well. I mean, it almost works out as like two semi final. You know, you've got yeah those two. You've got Maslow McGregor. It's probably those four. Yeah, it's weird. weird. Conor McGregor, isn't he? <laughs> you, you've got to consider. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. How do we? How do we see that going? Early? Any any thoughts um, on that? It's a weird one. Like Tyron Woodley is such a weird fighter. Like it's. Yeah. I don't. He. I think. In a way, like I don't like him in like in how he fights. I think he gets away with a lot because he is so powerful, and like Usman exploited his ten. Like. Look, Backing up to the case, there's a reason why I like pressure fighters like Fahira and Petayan is because using the cage and cutting off like 180 degrees where your opponent can't back into yeah. is such an advantage. But Woodley does that to himself. He optionally says, I'm going to like half the amount of directions I can yeah, move. Yeah, against just, Usman probably one of the, like, one, one of the worst just, games. Ever. It's a ludicrous decision that he does like every fight and I just can't for the life of me think why. Yeah. So Ed- Edwards has shown he's got a lot of um, skills on the ground. Yeah. He fought uh, Gunnar Nelson which he um, took down and, and competed well with on the ground. Yeah. Probably, I can't, can't remember if they did that against RDA but um, probably did it at points. I can't remember. I think, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I know against RDA it was like, um, Edwards is like, he's a good striker and he's billed like often as like a very good striker. But what he is more, and as basically the English guy that can wrestle, which he can, yeah. like he's very well-rounded, but I think he's generally at his best in the clinch. Like, he's a yeah. very good clinch like, fighter. He he is. I, I remember some of his elbows, you know, yeah, against, on the break. Yeah, it was like, that is like one of his things against... Donald Cerrone, it was elbows on the break and knees like from over under. It was oh, they were like it was such good game plan against Donald Cerrone. Makes his head position is excellent. His use of strikes and the clinch is excellent, and his specifically his use of his left elbow on the break is that's his best weapon easily. It's that's where he's at his best, and I think yeah, like they will be interesting against Woodley because he'll. Have, yeah, he's, he'll he's have cage position. Yeah, he yeah he really is, and he's a southpaw that makes good use of southpaw weapons as well, um, like body kick, like I talked about with Andre Feely. Um, and he's just it'll be interesting against Woodley because Woodley will give him that cage position, so he can just smush Woodley against the cage, uh, the cage, or 
at least try to and yeah. have an advantage there. So I think I like I don't want to say like I don't think it'll be a great fight. Like I think it'll be like I'll find it interesting, but in general, <laughs> a lot of people aren't gonna see this as like oh this is gonna be an amazing fight because I think it might it could just very well be five rounds or near that of Leon Edwards holding well of smushing Woodley against yeah, the cage just, just, just kneeing and elbowing yeah and it's and then and then when Woodley blitzes in um just retreating at range and clipping off counters which is yeah. what Edwards did to Cerrone mostly um so I don't like obviously Woodley can catch him because he can catch anyone because he's very fast and Ridiculous, ridiculously explosive, and he hits very hard. So he can't like Woodley can catch him and knock him out. But I'd favour Edwards just yeah. to, just to, over five rounds, just grind him out to a decision. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that one. Um, the other two that were confirmed. Um, bizarre that you get two confirmed in a week with two title fights with two guys coming for losses, which I'm not um, a big fan of. Uh, yeah. Not the best way to take your claim for a title yeah. shot by losing. <laughs> by losing. Um, Romero, which I think we'd known was probably coming around yeah. for a while. Adesanya was supposed to fight. Oh god, who's supposed to fight? Harley Costa. Costa, yeah. Huge injured. Bicep. Yeah, bicep thing. Which. Um, <laughs> they've been a pretty big bicep. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Adesanya Romero, which is. Will be a fun fight. Um, he's clearly the bogeyman of the division for yeah. a good reason, um, and it's certainly a two fights kid. Three fight now. Is it? I think it's two. Uh, he beat. Oscar, Oscar. No, he beat oh, Luke Rockhold. He beat. He demolished. Oh, he, oh, yeah. he murdered Luke Rockhold in the interim. After missing yeah, weight. after missing weight. So and then missed weight. So lost. Missed, missed weight. Week. Missed weight. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> then um, lost. <laughs> yeah. So great. Like um, like. It doesn't set a good precedent. I don't mind it because it's because he's a name and it keeps Alessandro busy. Possibly, like I would like even at this point, I would like. I would prefer Jared Cannonier for Alessandro than Romero. I think just I, like how, you, I just find it difficult to justify someone coming off two losses, getting a title shot. It's yeah. like yeah, I mean, usually fight last Hamanson. I don't think Hamanson and Anderson Silva is. A, but then yeah, it is better than losing yeah. three last four fights. Like Alessandro, what? Mostly was off the strength of Silver and Gastelum, which yeah, like I don't, like I don't know. There was one clear fight to do, which was Paolo Costa versus Uzan yeah, that was and it's just been taken. I mean, could, that falling out. Yeah, that falling out has really caused the trouble, which is sad. Yeah, but so, so like I'm not like mad at it. As I said, of course I'll watch it, but <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, I'm like it's, it's not like yeah basically I'm not yeah it's just it's good for Adesanya's legacy and realistically yeah, I would imagine and I imagine he'd win to be honest but Cannon in next probably or, or whoever Cannon fights well yeah. we were going to mention that briefly um, clearly but we're supposed to fight him um, rumours we don't nothing confirmed yet that the reason he came out was to donate bone marrow to his daughter yeah who's very sick um, that's the case then clearly that's a that's the most reason, legitimate yeah, reason the most legitimate reason to pull out um we don't know who Cannonier will get, but I mean, even if he doesn't, even if they don't manage to find an opponent, I still think he's the obvious one to fight next. If yeah, if like, Paolo Costa hasn't made it back, I and think Alessandro wants to Costa fight. would have. Yeah, he should. I think Costa would have made it 
Yeah, but I think, so. I think because I heard Costa was ready to go. I think he said April, something like that. Okay. Which yeah, um, so I would imagine it makes sense. Five days and then Costa in the summer. I think he said it was like three points this year. So Costa yeah, summer, I don't right? you has and ludicrous then, activity. And then so. perhaps someone like a Cannoneer, maybe even a Till. Yeah, if Till gets up there, Till can Till needs one more win, obviously. Yeah, yeah, at least. I mean, the Till Cannoneer fight made sense. Yeah, to be the one to fight Sanya after Costa. Yeah, that that is like there. Yeah, that's the perfect fight. That like, yeah, but we'll unfortunately that's not happening. Yeah, um, then the other one to confirm this this week. Well. I don't think it's confirmed, but I think it seems more than likely that this will go ahead is Henry Cejudo coming uh, back to fight Jose Aldo for the bantamweight title. Now this one's ridiculous. This one, <laughs> this one is ridiculous. Because, because, like, because the reason why Romero, even after two losses and missing weight, is okay is because there is no like there are you couldn't re- you can't really make an argument that like this person definitely deserves it and over Yara Romero. It, there are about five people that deserve yeah, it more than Jose Aldo. It was it was a might have even been a split decision win over Whitaker, which people did contend. I don't know yeah. if Whitaker won. And a split decision win over Paolo Costa. So, again, I still think Paolo Costa won. Yeah. But this, Aldo has just come off a, well, I suppose it was a split decision, but he just come off, lost against, you know, lost against Holloway, um, but then he beat Moicano, lost against Volkanovski. He beat someone else. He beat Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy well. Stevens. And then he's moved down. His first fight is against the guy that Cejudo beat last time, um, Marais, and he's lost again in a. It was. It was. Yeah. But he still lost. He still lost. You can't just say, nah, I'm ignoring that. <laughs> like, no, we got this time. I, I think they're both very similar in terms of the way it's come out. It's, it's a big name. Yeah, basically. Aldo carries a name, looks okay. Um, I'm not saying it looks okay. He looked good at Bantamweight. Um, we raised problems. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't know how it fair going down. But it looked. Yeah. It looked okay. Um, but there's so many other guys. I'll look like, like, at um, Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. There we go. Like yeah, I was going to get up the rankings uh, to see the bantamweight rankings. He, but there are. I mean, Peter Yan. Peter Yan. Like, Peter Yan. Aljamain Sterling. Even even run the boat. Uh, run the. Um, Marais back. Marais back. Yeah. Uh, like well, yeah. Corey Sandhagen obviously like deserves it more. He hasn't been like he hasn't got that marquee name. Yeah, yeah, of course, but, Sandhagen managed to fight Edgar. I mean, wait, he beat Rafael Sunsav, who was like, that's where Mar- Marlon Marais got his title shot off of. Like, yeah. Corey Sandhagen deserves it more than Jose Aldo. There are just so many people that deserve yeah, it more than Jose Aldo. Yeah, I mean, Cruz wouldn't have made. That, that, I'd like, I wouldn't have liked Cruz to come back and get a title shot straight away either. No. Like, he's been out for so long. But, yeah, as I said, I mean, we've, we've named, yeah, three, three guys who... You could, I mean, certainly Aljamain Sterling. Certainly. And certainly Petty Yan. Yeah. Like, not even close. Incredible cases to get that fight. Yeah. So of. it's, I really like, I really don't like that. Like, I like that a lot, a lot less than the Romero fight. So, yeah, I think, but I'll still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No matter about how, no matter how disappointed you are with these things, we will still watch them. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's all. It's the, always the yeah. yeah, that's all the, uh, main news coming up from this week. Um, we'll move to the fight cards. Um, we've talked about a few. Um, we mentioned Arnold Allen in our pre- in, previously. He fights on the prelims. Um, bit of British interest against uh, Nick Lentz. Who did he fight his last fight? Um, Who, Nick Lentz? No, Arnold Allen. He fought. 
good question. Gilbert Melendez. It was Gilbert Melendez, yeah. Which so, was 239, UFC 239. So for Gilbert Melendez, uh, he is fronting Nick Lentz to come, came off a... And Nick Lentz, I think... Charles Oliveira loss. Yeah. Well, Charles Oliveira is on a six-fight win streak, so it's a loss. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a... I think it's a late replacement yeah, fight. And it's a move down, because if these Charles Oliveira scores one way. So Nick Lentz moving down to that way. I wonder whether that's a permanent move. I don't know. Don't know. I, like, I'm Nick Lance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Nick, um, head of the Nick Lance yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many. I don't think there is one. No. Well, <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I This is a short notice fight. Yeah. Well, a little bit. It was meant to be Nick uh, Arnold Allen and Josh Emmett, which is a much better fight. Yes, but... <laughs> that is. Um, so yeah, I fancy Arnold Allen for this. But yeah, I think it's just a. And he's another guy who has got. Um, you know, he's running a in the UFC. You know, he hasn't lost. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the names, and perhaps Gil Melendez is the only one that's a name. But even his record wasn't great. Oh, you don't know the but, legend of Mads Benel. <laughs> but he's, oh, I love Mads Benel. But he's but he's, <laughs> but he's, but he's, he's on a six fight win streak in the UFC. I yeah, mean, and Pat like, hasn't fought as much. You know, he came in 2015, fought once in 2015, once in 16, once in 17, once in 18. So perhaps he's yeah, he's, active, but his activity is not great. Um, but he fought twice in um, 2019 and clearly getting an early fight in 2020. Look for yeah. a couple more fights. Um, and then, yeah, push push for um, push for a fight higher up, uh, a ranked opponent. In, yeah, again, realistically. Is he, even even someone like um, Feely. Oh, yeah, that's very good. Feely isn't ranked, but, but that is a good fight. So anyway. certainly <laughs> represents a name. Yeah. Um, and although... And get Mads Benel back in the UFC. Not related. But... <laughs> Alright, I'm going on a Mads Benel sidetrack here. He's on a... Since the Arnold Allen fight, he got cut from. He's He's gone for... Like, he's gone for and oh since the Arnold Allen fight. Three of them submissions. Two of them are Japanese neckties. How often do you see Japanese neckties? He's got two in a row. He did. Oh, he's a fantastic Dana fighter. White, I know. <laughs> get him in there. Get Mads Benel back in the UFC. That is that is the key message takeaway from this. Yep. <laughs> um, to be honest, I'm not sure a lot of the other fights on the main card need too much attention, other than the top two. Um, so I'll move to that. RDA versus Marco Chiesa at welterweight. Um, it's such like a broken record at this point, but Dana White said it seems. <laughs> if you can beat RDA, yeah, yeah. then you know you're something at this weight division. Yeah. Um, Mark, uh, Chiesa has. Come down, come up to welterweight. He's, he's won, is he one two at welterweight now, or is it one? He beat. He beat Carlos Condit. Oh, he beat Carlos Condit and, and Diego, Diego Sanchez. Sanchez. So this yeah. is a big jump. Um, that is a really big jump. I forgot about Diego, how like, Diego Sanchez. Long in the tooth, both of those two fighters are now. Yeah, Diego Sanchez. He um, really overpowers. Yeah, so this does represent a big step up yeah. to him. Um, RDA. His last fight was against Covington. Uh, no, he. No, oh, Edwards. Yeah. Edwards, no. Yes, it was Edwards. And he beat Kevin Lee. Yeah, so he's out. Oh, yeah. Coming to me. Yes, yeah. That was a while ago. Beat Kevin Lee and then lost to Leon Edwards. So, um, yeah, this is a this is a really tough one to call. I, I, wonder, whether, oh, I wonder whether this is too much too soon for Chiesa. I think so. I think, like, RDA is... I mean, Chiesa's a big guy. Yeah. And he's got good... And he's really good... 
on the ground, which is clearly somewhere that RDA, well, it's not where RDA's strengths lie. Yeah, I think like RDA is, from top position at least, he's a, yes. a smashing press of pressure grappler. Yeah. He's not like, but, and his bottom game, his bottom game is all right. He threatened Usman with a nice Kimura. Yeah. He nearly sweeped him with it, I think, but if I remember right. But I, know, I think, you know, RDA is a great, I think RDA is an all time great that's weird, that like has been beaten by a lot of people that. It's sort of in that he sort of simple Cerrone category. Kind of, yeah. Although he did win the, he has, he has won. He beat Or was he win the welterweight strap? Uh, he won the lightweight title. Oh, yeah, he defended it as well. I think yeah. he defended it against the Rony. Uh But like, there aren't many fighters that have beaten RDA by being like actually just a lot better than him. No. Or like, it's just RDA has, in a way, he has kind of like collapsed a bit in fights in a certain way. Like against Tony Ferguson, he like it was obviously it's a competitive fight, but I don't think Tony Ferguson. Like, I really like Tony Ferguson. Realistically, probably isn't isn't a better fighter than RDA, like technically, but yeah. just put it on him and me, like just made RDA. RDA really struggled with his jab in that fight as well, and it was just not like. But yeah, I think RDA is what I'm trying to say is an all time great. Don't disrespect RDA. Don't disrespect, <laughs> don't disrespect RDA. And I I think he beats Kiesa. Yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting. I, th- I think it'll be interesting. I, I just wonder. Who the betting boards have? Uh, maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. RDA has to be a favourite. I would imagine so. Um, we'll move to the title or title fight, the main event, whilst yeah. I look up the RDA. I would just say, like, yeah, in that fight, I think I'd struggle to see. I don't. I think Kiesa struggles to take him down. He's like, like Kevin Lee, I think, is a better grappler and is more powerful than Kiesa. And Kevin Lee and RDA. Were very back and forth in grappling exchanges. I just, I feel, I struggle to see. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is Paddy Carson, good to know whether they. But yeah, um, Mark Kiesa is basically a two to one underdog versus okay, RDA, that makes who sense. is about a one to four, no, one to three favourite. So yeah. So the, I mean, I don't know whether those, it's Paddy Carson, are consistent with the market, but clearly they're seeming to show that RDA is the favourite. Which I think it should be. Which I think it represents. Fair enough, because yeah. Kier has not beaten anyone on RDA's level. Yeah, at the world's no, we're not. Um, he hasn't been. He hasn't actually beaten a ranked opponent. No, this is true. Like, it's crazy. Um, it's so yeah, jump. main event: Curtis Blades uh, versus JDS, and Curtis Blades coming off. Curtis Blades is quite versus, versus, well, versus uh, Justin West and Shamil. Yeah, Shamil <laughs> It's weird. Like I almost only remember. Curtis Blade losing, but <laughs> but then I'll check his record and like I, I, I remember watching the fight once I checked the record, but it's just like he's very active, which is impressive. Like yeah, he will go, he will lose, but then he will go on and beat like yeah. a couple of people. He, he clearly is like up there in terms of heavyweights. It's just that yeah, the two times he stepped up is against Ngannou and he's um, well lost in pretty well. Sec- first one was a. Second round knockout, and the other one was what 40, 40, 40 seconds or something. Like yeah. that. So every time he's made that step up to the the very elite in the division, he struggled. But you look at the other guys, you know, he's got wins over Willis, Overeem, Mark Hunt. Ah, Mark Hunt fight. Maybe that's why I think. Because I remember him getting absolutely like chinned in like, the Mark Overeem. Hunt fight. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those elbows. Yeah. Oh, terrible cut. Cut him open. Um, 
But yeah, it's, Curtis Blades is weird because he's like, he's good and like his striking is fairly good, but I think he panics. It's like he's technically decent, but he's not good under fire. So like yeah. against Mark Hunt, against Ngannou, he just panics, and like it'll be interesting to see if like because he could like that will develop like that will come along ideally. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that's developed because if it hasn't, then I can see him struggling with JDS, who is a very good boxer for heavy yeah. for the UFC. Yeah, I mean, picked up. Although terrible cage awareness. Yeah, one against even on two bats and Darius didn't have that short fight against Ngarni, which was his last fight. Um, yeah. And again, I, I, think, I think another tough fight to call. Um, I, don't, I don't really know who I'd... I think I would just favour Curtis Blades. Yeah, um, I'm yeah, I'm really not sure. It'd be like perhaps perhaps a bit of the youth. Well, I should say that I don't know how old Curtis Blades is. I would imagine he's JDS has got a bit weird recently. Like he'll make yeah, Curtis Blades twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, he's really young. But like JDS recently has made some quite bizarre decisions. Like his like the way he fought that in Guardian fight was awful. Yeah, like, it was just a silly fight. Yeah, don't know what he was doing. But and like he was also very. Like his, the way he fought Derek Lewis was also quite ridiculous. Like he won that fight, but yeah, like it was insane. That was, that, that it was, was a, weird, a weird fight, and it's so I just have like between Curtis Blades getting panicky under fire and JDS being just seems to have lost it up there. Like I don't know. Like it's hard to call. It's so hard to call. which is good. Well, I mean, yeah, which is good when you have a co-main and a main, but you're not sure. Which way they're going to go? I mean, I think we have more of an idea of the Kony, uh, but then yeah. wouldn't 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 be surprising if they came out one, um, but certainly more than this main, um, which is good. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. Hopefully, all things go well. Um, we'll talk about to talk about any cool fights from that. And I don't think there's an event the week after though. No, there's not an event. Um, Jones Reyes is two weeks following, so. Might be a shorter one. And that looks like not a great card, to be honest, either. Yeah, I'm looking now. Jones Reyes, Shevchenko versus Caitlin Chikagin. Goodness me, she doesn't know. Derek Lewis, <laughs> Derek, Derek Lewis versus Zinedine Tifa might be a nice one. It'll be, a, it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> At least I think it should Do, be fun. There's a few fights. Juan Adams. Yeah, I mean, Marlon Vera, Cheetah Vera as well. Juan Adams, Jim Adams, third on. I yeah. just brought in to fight. Oh, God, what's his name? Uh, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, and now he's third and on a... Justin Taffer, I think. Like, he doesn't have a Wikipedia and page. It's never a good start. third on a UFC. But I think it's Justin Taffer is like 3-0, and the guy he's fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the third fight, the one before they came out. Lovely. I can't justify that. Lovely. Maybe um, less justifiable than a co-main of Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington. <laughs> oh, I can't agree. Can't you know what, yeah. I'll but it's a toss-up. On the side of one of Juan Adams versus whoever this yep, is. Yeah, Probably. Um, I think yeah. Justin Taffer got a knockout on the Adesanya and Whitaker card. Okay. I think he's like four and out though. Okay. Okay. So maybe, 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 maybe a fun thought. We'll um, see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see in two weeks' time. Um, yeah. Until then, um, we'll see you next week. Uh, goodbye. See ya. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.